What is up, everybody? We have 10 minutes with esteemed colleague and friend, Mr. Ryan Muckenhern, once again to talk about a subject that needs to be talked about. Now, a while back, last spring, I got back from a Southeast Alaska black bear hunt. So that's a very, it's a, it's a marine environment. It's saltwater, possibly the least friendly place for your firearm. Now, I got old Betsy here, the old 300 WSM that people are, they love hearing about it, actually, right? And she came away pretty unscathed, but with some, you know, rust on it. We also have a, a uh, I guess, a sporterized hawk in here. Uh, this is a blued rifle, so we've got a blued rifle versus a stainless rifle. Neither are impervious to getting some surface rust on them. Ryan, when we get back from these hunts, which are often wet, cold, nasty, and your firearm needs some care, how do you get the rust off? Well, we're, not we're not talking about knocking the dust off. We're talking about knocking the rust off. I'm going to categorize rust in two ways. There's pitting, which is something altogether different, where that corrosion has actually removed material right. to the point that you like have a, a little geographical feature. Right. It's gone. Brain. Yeah, it's gone. Can't undo that. Um, and then there's like surface rust, which like the A-bolt has a little bit of surface rust on it. The short answer is just a little elbow grease. Some considerations to be made between stainless and blued guns in that, you know, convention states we take a gun oil of some kind and then like four-aught steel wool and we like buff it. Something to keep in mind though, that corrosion, that iron oxide that occurs that you see manifested as the red-orange rust mm -hmm. is extremely abrasive. So if you have surface rust on a blued firearm mm -hmm. and you start buffing it with steel wool, those little particles of iron oxide are going to scrape and compromise that bluing. You're almost like creating like mobile sandpaper as you wipe yeah. that across the surface. So you got to be pretty cognizant of that. If it's not crazy, it's not going to destroy your firearm. Just give it a little love. Make sure you're well-oiled. What kind of oil? What, what oil do you recommend for this? There's, I, a, there's a, variety, a variety of them out yeah. there. I think there's some that you do like, some that maybe you don't. I am a very staunch believer in a product called G96. It sounds cool. Uh, it is super cool. I've uh, been using that professionally now for like 15 years. I don't know. Long time. Great product. Smells like bananas. Mm. Uh, does he? Now, you, do, we don't recommend eating it. Eating it no, or, don't. or probably excessive, but it just has that odor. It does. Yeah, it has banana oil in it, which is pretty interesting. Uh, makes great shoe polish. Anyway, so I like G96 as a rust preventative, a cleaner, and like a uh, just a general care lubricant for everything. It's a great product. Anyway. That would, so when you're talking about like a lubricant, that'd be like like the working components any of like your AR-15 yep. or something like that? AR, shotguns, bolt guns. Yeah. Okay. Barrel? Uh, yeah, you could pass it down the bore. Something to keep in mind, though, like this is, uh, we're talking surface rust on the exterior of the firearm. Internal rust in your bore is a whole different ball game. Um, there's some care to be exercised there. That's, that's a different podcast yeah, altogether. Yeah, that's, that's a new thing. So I, yeah, I don't, we won't get into that. We're talking about removing surface rust that's not compromising, um, you know, the barrel. Mm -hmm. So... If you have light corrosion, um, it looks kind of frosty is the best way I could describe it, kind of scaly. A light application of steel wool with a, a pretty gratuitous application of some sort of oil can help knock that down. Otherwise, just use a cloth and like kind of buff it off of there. Try to lift it. Try not to push that iron oxide around on the blued surfaces. Like a cloth, just like an old cotton t-shirt or something yeah. like that? Or yep. 
Okay. And and pressure, you said like a light application. So you're yeah. not really you're not getting after it. It's more of a you're Yeah, we're we're not trying to push the iron oxide particulate over the top polished surface. Okay. Yeah, cuz that will compromise that. On the stainless guns, they're far more resilient to that. So you're going to see me completely reverse direction on that. And then psh, I'm spraying and I'm using four-aught steel wool and I'm knocking that down. Um, that works pretty fine. The tricky part with this, though, is once we've compromised that that surface. And again, don't think that a stainless gun is impervious to rust because it's not. Stainless is resistant but not impervious. Right. It will rust. And the more it gets compromised, the more it can do. Uh, and some stainless finish is not actually stainless. It's like an electroless nickel process, or it's just a, a coating that looks like stainless. Right. Underneath there is a non-stainless steel alloy. So bear in mind, if you see your stainless gun rust, don't throw up your hands in alarm. It may not be stainless, and stainless is going to rust anyway. Right. Um, it's just a little slower. I think one of the biggest things, though, is preventative care. Like, how do you, how do you keep... That's that's what I wanted to ask. Are there, yeah. there are there things you can do before you even head a field? Yes. That are gonna Help. so you don't have this problem when you get back. Yep. So that G ninety six product, like I was talking about, is a great preventative for rust as well. Um, and a light application prior to going into a marine environment is a great way to go. Now, will that like does that actually? You're not gonna like put that on and then it's gonna like transfer to like your backpack or something. Oh sure. Or, Anytime you have. A surface applicant liquid like bear in mind i mean it's like it's like anices once you get it on you it's all over you okay. yeah so like you touch it with your fingers it's on your face um yeah i mean to some degree but we're not talking about lathering the thing in g96 which is you know like gun oil or gun cloth and just a little okay. light application okay um, another product i used for a long time um when i shot a lot of high blued um, shotguns, especially when I'm shooting like sporting clays in the summer and it's hot and I'm sweaty and I'm touching my barrel oh, steel. And it, yeah, salt from yep. your fingers. and Yep. It's called Barricade, um, which is, a, I believe, a Birchwood Casey product. And Barricade uh, is a rust preventative. Um, it's a very thin lubricant, or not lubricant, but liquid mm-hmm. in that like some gun oils are thicker. Okay. They have like a, a defined viscosity to it. Barricade is extremely thin and it really seeps into stuff it's really good for a high lustered blued shotgun or blued rifle or something like this and it certainly works on stainless as well they may make i I don't know i haven't looked in a long time because i have a large quantity of this stuff in aerosol form anyways but they made wipes that Hmm. you could take out like a single use okay and and just kind of run over the gun after you have been you know exposed to either kind of like the all-in-one you just yep yep so they were just called barricade wipes but I, i think the the biggest thing is like, so, okay, you're in this marine environment and, and maybe this is hindsight and hindsight's always twenty twenty. but, you know, after you get in from the day after being exposed to salt spray and things like this, give it a wipe, you know, take a small cloth, impregnate it with that oil, put it in a bottle of some kind of bag or whatever, mm-hmm. tuck it away and just something to, to keep that firearm up and running. Or you have a utilitarian firearm that you're not super concerned about this with. And then you, you just deal with it when you get back. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, you want to keep it. Yeah. You want to keep it up and running. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't want it to. You you don't want the performance to degrade. Right. The tricky part is once you compromise the surface, especially on like a blued gun, and like bluing is controlled rusting, which is really interesting to think about. Okay. So we take we take this metal 
um, and we submerge it in, uh, it's like a salt bath, basically. So it's a high salt, hot mm-hmm. bath of, of water and salt, and it control rusts to this color. Um, so it's a particular type of salt. I don't know exactly what it is, but it gives it that blue color. Once that has been compromised and we've we've got through the bluing, mm-hmm. that is a point of entry and a, a point of this you know, proliferation of rust from there on out. So you kind of have to stay on top of it. I mean, is that at that point, if it was serious enough or you cared enough, is that something where your option is to get it re-blued mm-hmm. or potentially like a Cerakote mm-hmm. it? Yep. And okay. so great segue there, Mark. Re-bluing a firearm is something that absolutely can be done. Um, it's a tedious process. I don't recommend doing a cold blue. Cold blue is okay for touch-ups on things you don't want to look super pretty. But if you've got a gun that, like, the surface finish has been compromised to the point where the bluing is gone, we haven't gotten to the point of pitting yet, or maybe the pitting is so light that it can be polished out, then yes, consult a, a good gunsmith and uh, who does bluing services, and, and they can bring that back to life. There's a whole bunch of them out there. Cerakote or Duracoat or any gun coat application, top coat application, out, out of these new industrial-grade coatings, that stuff is incredible. And you see more and more of this. It's like in, in vogue very very much so right now, um, where we're actually putting a fairly indestructible top coat mm-hmm. on the metal surface itself. And usually it's done with a bead blast application to give kind of this semi-porous, rough, textured surface to the metalwork of the gun. That coating is then put on. That coating is then temperature cured. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it becomes a, a nearly permanent bond to the firearm. And that stuff is and I'll speak to Cerakote specifically because it's what I have the most experience with, almost completely and totally impervious to elements. Your gun will rust from the inside before it'll rust underneath. Everything I've heard about it is it's it's a, it's, it's a nice feature to yes, have. Um, it's a cool product, and you can get it in a wild array of color schemes and, and textures. So, like, we could emulate that bead blast stainless look on the browning pretty well. You can't get the same feel of blue. Right. Yeah. So, like, I'm looking at this this Hawken rifle here, and, like, I can see the grain of the metal, which is really romantic for me, and, like, it's got that nice, nice sheen to it. That you can't do with Cerakote, which right. is kind of a bummer. But It's, it's more of an industrial, yeah. Yeah. you know. But like you said, you can you can customize, mm-hmm. uh, well, geez, any, any number of colors. You can emulate, you know, that stainless look. Yep. Are they generally doing Cerakote on a stainless? It's like, are you doubling up there or what kind of metal is underneath? Oh, you can. Yeah. I mean, it just depends. It's a top, it's a top coat application has its origins in uh, industrial military use. Um, And then of course, transfers over to firearms quite nicely. You you could put it on anything. We could, we could Cerakote your synthetic stock if we wanted to. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know, you could Cerakote your scope. You could Cerakote anything. Don't Cerakote a bearing surface though, uh, like the lugs in your bolt. Right. That can be problematic. Um, We've seen that before. I have, yeah. It changes the uh, the tolerances. Changes a lot of things. Your gun may not function. Um, so no bearing surfaces or raceways, but any top, any you know exposed surface or anything that you want to change color of and protect uh, fairly indefinitely, that's a great product. Uh, remember though, it is like a tattoo and is fairly permanent. You can <laughs> you can remove it. It usually takes a considerable amount of force and effort to do so. Um, things probably won't be the same afterwards, but. Great product. Great way to prevent rust. Back on track, removing rust or or cleaning that up. Not a lot of science behind it. Preventative maintenance is key. If you get it, be gentle, gratuitous with oil, uh, and keep up with it. 
Right. Yeah. And, and like you said, preventative, a little, a little bit of forethought, yep. planning, and care on the front end yep. might alleviate some grief on the back end. Easier said than done. True. We're all busy. We live our lives, and sometimes you just got to deal with a little, a uh, little bit of rust. But there are ways to take care of it. Yes. Absolutely. Ryan, thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. Let's uh, let's go clean this thing up. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you. Take care. Bye.